Hello, beautiful. How are you? And how are you taking care of yourself today? I am Heidi Esther, author, speaker, and joyful purpose mentor. What does that even mean? Someone who can help walk with you and guide you through all of life's messy roadblocks like people pleasing and guilt and what we're going to talk about today, regrets and being too stressed to enjoy life or too busy to enjoy life or just plain stuck. Because why? Because you matter. Because your joy matters. Because you came here with a specific, specific beautiful, amazing package, and you are worthy of feeling that joy and that flow that comes when you are joyfully creating with life. All right. So today we are going to talk about something that's a bit of a challenge for, I know it was a very uh, big joy block for me, regrets. I know just even saying that like, whoo, like completely deflates, deflates me, right? Because we have uh, things in our life that we look back on and we wish would have gone differently or better or worked out, Um more nicely or with our expectations, but didn't. So I am going to start with a story. Obviously, the story is about regret. And then the story is called An Illness. And then we are going to move into a new kind of freedom shower. I have created a freedom shower before when you have uh, like a challenging feeling you want to free yourself from, but I specifically changed the freedom shower and called it the freedom shower of no regret. And that I'm going to share with you. And if you want the printable afterwards, uh, all you got to do is comment and uh, send me your email and I will send you the freedom shower, the free from regret steps. All right. So if uh, you are joining and or watching the replay, please let me know how you are and how you're taking care of yourself today. Me, um, I had a very brave meeting today, and I also had a very challenging conversation with one of my friends. And so I'm going to take care of myself by doing some journaling after I do this um, workshop. All right, here we go. In the middle of the night, I darted up in my bed, clutching my new fleecy Winnie the Pooh blankie. Oh God, Jonathan, you scared me. I said, wiping my eyes, the streetlights, orange glow outlined my little blondie in his favorite plaid jammy pants, clutching his tattered blankie. Mommy, I'm cold, my seven-year-old son said, 
like he has laryngitis and my throat hurts. Let me see your head, sweetheart, I said and helped him on the bed next to me. Well, your hands are pretty cold and sweaty. I call that clammy, I said and gave him a squeeze. As my hand neared his forehead, something inside of me told me what was wrong. Strep throat. Earlier that week, I got an email from his school warning that it was going around. After taking his temperature, which was only slightly elevated, and giving him some pain meds and juice, I laid back in bed. That's when I noticed a new familiar friend, Dr. Dredd. Like a cannonball in my stomach, Dr. Dredd was never far behind any ailment or activity my kids wanted to participate in. I stared at the orange glow on my ceiling, shadows of leaves and branches wavering in the night breeze. My mind was like the wind, blown around in the dark, trying to blow away the impossibly heavy Dr. Dredd. Why Dr. Dredd, you ask? Well, in case you didn't know, in a joint custody divorce, parents have to agree on like everything. So like the big stuff, schools, religion, and parent and the parenting time split down to the minute little details of after school activities. And if they get flu shots, which also means a joint decision has to be made if they go to the doctor. So unless you plan on divorcing like your best friend, I personally don't recommend joint custody. Maybe I'm the issue. I would describe myself as a recovering helicopter parent. Yes, I am swaddling my kids with extra love and care during the divorce transition. But I'm also letting them get some bumps and bruises. Mostly by going to their dads and staying up too late because they're having so much fun. But I would describe their dad, at least right now, as someone who is angry. But Dr. Dredd isn't just from his anger in reaction. It's also from his co-parenting decisions. Like every single opinion he has seems to be made like in spite of me versus like for the kids. So I know I'm not supposed to take it personally and keep the focus on the kids. Which is hard when someone you used to share a bed with is yelling at you in the face. I even took a co-parenting class, which actually made me feel less hopeful about my current situation with joint custody. <sighs> I guess I'll have to call my ex tomorrow to see if I can get Jonathan into the doctor. Some new possibilities crossed my mind. Maybe I could try like reverse child psychology. You know, pretend I don't care if Jonathan goes to the doctor. Or maybe I could just forget to call my ex and keep my son at home. Neither of those sound good to me, though. And some old familiar voices chime in. Why does he have to be like that? Why is this happening to me? How come we always have opposite opinions? How come I'm the one always compromising? He's the one pushing the envelope. All my tiny seeds of hope crushed and blown away. And only Dr. Dread remains. I doze off and dream that I'm falling. I wake up with a start at the crack of a gray dawn. Two days later, I register my son with a temp of 102.5 and get permission from his dad to take him out of school and to the doctor. My son had, you guessed it, strep throat. All righty. So... 
That is the story of Dr. Dread. Dr. Dread followed me around and around during that my period of having joint custody in my joint legal custody destiny in my divorce. So it wasn't just dread of things that would happen. It was also combined with a heavy load of regret of not speaking up for myself, for not speaking up to try to influence the decision in different ways. Um, like every time a decision was or wasn't made, like sometimes my ex just wouldn't respond or he'd respond with like something outlandish. Kind of like if someone said, pointed at your grass and said, no, the grass is purple and then they wouldn't budge. Um, so I had so much regret over things that I could have said differently or should have said differently. All of this heavy load of regret during that phase of my life. So what can we do when we have this regret, like things that we regret not doing or not saying? So I'm going to take you through the five steps and uh, hopefully that gives you a little nugget of some tools. So it's called the freedom shower of no regrets. So there's going to be a lot of analogies to shower here. So put on your bootstraps or shall I say, get out your towel. The universe has a flow for us. It has a way, like sometimes when you just feel like you're effortlessly living life and everything's just kind of like going along, you're kind of going along with the flow and you're just kind of like in the moment and like you're enjoying every little morsel. So the universe is kind of like that. It has like a flow for us. And that flow includes blocks in the flow. Why would the universe plan blocks for us? Why can't we, aren't we just made to just kind of live in the flow? Here's the answer. Because you were made to learn certain lessons. Honestly, like if I don't learn certain lessons, if I don't let, like if I don't let failure be my teacher, I don't, I don't, I don't learn stuff. I went around for a good chunk of my life thinking that, Maybe I just knew it all and I was a very close person and not curious at all. And which is very sad because curiosity is awesome. Um, but I wasn't in the flow at all. I wasn't learning my lessons to get to that next step and the next step and eventually to find, to unlock that joy, that joyful purpose, that joyful flow. You deserve that joyful flow. Everyone deserves to be in that joyful moment. And so regret is one of those blocks in the flow. So when we have regret, it's, um, it's because we need to learn something. We need to do something. We need to take some action. Yes, it's important to feel our feelings, but this is like an action step. So the, so the first step is to just recognize that we all got lessons to learn to get to find that beautiful, joyful flow that we deserve in our lives. Okay. Step two, the soap of amends. So the next two, the next is to just like metaphorically wash our body and apologize. If there's something that happened 
or something you said that you could, you know, that you need to apologize for, do it. In my situation, um, I didn't do any um, apologizing because my regret was um, in the next, my regret solution was in the next step. So sometimes we regret things because uh, we made a mistake and we all make mistakes and we're human and it's okay. It's okay. That's how we learn and grow. So apologize. And if the person you hurt was yourself, give yourself some TLC, some tender love and care. Step three, it's called the improve shampoo. Sometimes regret, if it's not involving a personality, um, like uh, needing to apologize, it's some, it's a teacher. And so it can teach us and show us a different door to open to improve some part of ourselves. So say like, you know, if someone's upset with you about your relationship, you can um, work to improve some part of your relationship skills or um, improve some part of, of how you look at the world. So in, in my divorce period where I had joint custody, I took a class and basically the class said the only person you can improve is the co-parenting class said the only person you can improve is yourself. And so the great news is, is, you know, it said, all right, take, take the lens off the other person or the situation and put it on yourself. And how can you improve and be okay with yourself in this, in this situation? Um, so really my situation, I had to learn how to speak up for the needs of my children because they were constant, they were getting sick a lot because it was very stressful time. I was also getting sick a lot and they weren't getting to the doctor. And so I finally look instead of, instead of regretting like, Oh my God, my kids stayed sick for this long and this long. And I regret, I regret, I regret. I said, what can I do about this? So it doesn't happen in the future. And I took action. I documented and documented and I went for sole custody. I improved myself in my feelings of, of how I want to show up as a parent for my children. And I, you know, I really worked at that improved shampoo. So sometimes it has to do with kind of looking in and saying like, yeah, you know what? I'm not perfect and it's okay. And how can I show up better next time for myself or for others? So improve shampoo. That's a big action step. I know. Okay. So I couldn't decide whether or not to put this next step before or after the improved shampoo, but I put it after the forgiving face wash. So, you know, improvement is hard. It means in apologizing it hard. It means admitting that you're not perfect or you didn't do things perfectly or right or correctly or a hundred percent or whatever. Um, it's okay. 
you're human. And now is the time to forgive yourself, to give yourself some grace, to say, I didn't really, you know, I said that and now I regret it. Okay. So next time I, you know, I'm going to think before I speak and I'm going to forgive myself for, for what happened because I did all that I knew how to do in that moment. So you have to forgive that, that person of yourself, that version of yourself, even if that was like a five minute ago version. So forgiving that version of yourself sets yourself free to move ahead. So if you can't forgive yourself and you're stuck in that moment, you're going to stay stuck and you're going to stay stuck in the past and you're going to let all of that regret, you're going to drag all that negative energy, that heavy energy with you. And I had all of that wound up, all that energy wound up in Dr. Dread. So it took me a while to forgive myself, but it was easier once I decided how I was going to improve. It's like, I'm going to do this for me and for the kids and I'm going to speak up and I have to do these hard things. And once I started doing those hard things, I forgave myself for not having spoken up earlier. And in the future, I'll probably be um, sharing the story with, with my kids and also letting them know, uh, apologizing for not speaking up earlier as well. It's hard. It's a hard thing. But forgiveness is key. It's one of the keys to freedom, to freeing yourself from regret. So step five. So once you forgive yourself, you can get to a place of kind of accepting, accepting what happened, what you said, what you did. You've forgiven yourself. You're taking your action steps. You can kind of step back and wrap yourself in a towel of accepting that that is just your path and your flow and you removing your blocks and your flow so that you can find more joy. So that is the freedom shower of no regret. I would love to know if you had any aha moments or moments of inspiration. I would love to know if you liked any of the steps, the soap of amends, improved shampoo, forgiveness face wash, the universal flow or the acceptance towel. I would absolutely love to know. And if you make a comment below, I will get in touch with you to send you the printable of the freedom shower of no regret. All right. And today, and I don't know why I haven't been doing this, but I'm going to forgive myself and do it going forward. I have the snowman of affirmation as also seen on live with Heidi and Heather. And I'm going to pick an affirmation for, uh, for you to hold in your heart as you think about leaving regret in the past. Okay. And this is a good one. Okay. Here you go. I am direct and honest. Okay. So the snowman of affirmation is saying that maybe part, one of the keys of, of leaving regret in the past has to do with being direct and honest. I feel like the snowman of affirmation is like, so why sometimes it's like crazy. So, yeah. All right. So I hope you enjoyed this play shop. If you want the printable, just get in touch with me below this video and 
All right, here are my, I have some quick announcements. So I am going to be taking a break from lives uh, in July and most of August. And that's 2022. And, but I will be in, I am in a summit. Um, it's called the Midlife Makeover Summit and it has some fabulous giveaways and it's free and it's online summit. And you can watch, watch the videos. Um, there's a lot of, of very like spiritual entrepreneurs and transformational life coaches and all sorts of fun people who are part of this uh, Midlife Makeover Summit. I am contributing a story about brownies and guilt and a fun printable um, to get your life free from guilt. So if you want to get information about the summit, um, you can just sign up. And you get a free joy guide if you do at uh, HeidiEster.com forward slash joy. All right. It has been lovely sharing space with you today. Wishing you love, light, and laughter. Until next time, I'm Heidi Esther. 